This is Steph Driver with a Broad Street Hockey special edition of Checking Out the Competition here with Michelle J, the site manager for the Ice Garden. How are you, Michelle? Uh, I would say I'm good, but also like the bubble starts in 48, less than 48 hours. Yeah. So I'm somewhere between frantically stressed and good. Yeah. He's back. So okay, like somewhere, in, I think it varies based on the the minute too. I think that sounds like uh, the entire hockey season. So <laughs> that's appropriate. Yeah, sounds good. So the Ice Garden is our women's hockey website at SB Nation. And the bubble that Michelle's talking about is the NWHL two-week bubble in Lake Placid. The entire season is going to happen in two weeks. That's right. Yeah. The entire season in two weeks. So the NWHL is one of two North American hockey leagues. Is that correct? Yeah, that's the, probably the easiest way to put it. Um, the PWHPA isn't exactly a league, but for clear, for brevity's sake, we'll call them a league. They're kind of, what, They're what like, are they? <laughs> we most frequently call them an organization Okay. of five teams that will play against each other but they're not a league in your traditional sense it's okay. very confusing okay but we're here to talk about the nwhl yes so they have six teams as of this past summer i believe correct um they are and i have this up because i know it but i don't know it <laughs> they are the Metropolitan Riveters, the Boston Pride, the Connecticut Whale, the Buffalo Buttes, and the Toronto Six. And the Minnesota Whitecaps. Where are they that I did not find them? Well, In Minnesota. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't see them on my list, but those are the six teams. Um not in Philadelphia. So Philadelphia fans are probably really unfamiliar with the NWHL, with the Isabel Cup, with the entire bubble situation happening in Lake Placid. Now you are going to Lake Placid. Tell me a little bit about what what we expect to happen up there. Uh, honestly, I think the biggest thing that I can say is that it's going to be unexpected. Um, you know, I should probably preface this by saying that players in the NWHL and across women's pro hockey do not make living salaries. Um, so we're not talking, you know, like NHL level salaries. Almost every single player in the league has a full-time job um, on top of playing hockey, quote unquote, full-time. Um, so that's why the games are going to be at nights and on the weekends mostly. Um, but I think because of that, it's going to be a much different season than we're used to. Um, typically, the teams would play one to two games on the weekends and then go home, work their day jobs all day, um, all day during the week. They practice at nights. And so there was a little bit more rest built in or quote unquote rest. You know, I guess you can't really rest if you're working like 60 to 80 hours a week. But, you know, they did have that bit of downtime um, where now we're going to play 24 total games across 14 days, um, which is just it's so much. And I think that was something that I tried to stress in our, or I tried to have our writers stress in our previews is that like, as much as we know about these teams and can predict based on how they did last season, everything has changed suddenly. 
um, we're in a new environment in Lake Placid. Um, we are in a new time frame where everything is just so crunched in there. Um, and in addition, they're also playing with larger benches. Um, typically, NWHL teams play with smaller benches than I think NHL teams do. Um, but this season, uh, this year for, I guess this season for the bubble, they've decided to expand how many active players they can have in order to keep players fresher. Um, I'm not the greatest with like what that exactly means. That's not my area of expertise of hockey, but I know that that's something they're trying to alleviate is, you know, so many games in such a short time frame. Um, so I guess the best way to answer what can we expect is the unexpected. Um, our chronically underdog team, the Connecticut Whale, have on paper one of the strongest teams there. Um, they've also lost the least amount of players in terms of, um, you know, unable to go to Lake Placid, uh, had some issues with their full-time jobs. Um, but that was, that's actually something else I should bring up that's really cool um, that I think not many leagues are doing is that the NWHL gave all of their players the option to opt out of the season for whatever reason, um, whether they didn't feel comfortable going to Lake Placid, they couldn't go to Lake Placid or their jobs didn't allow them. They were allowed to opt out of the season at any point and receive their full salary. Um, which I thought was like a really huge thing that was big when it was announced. And I don't think as many people are talking about it anymore, but that's a really huge sign of growth for the league too. Now, what are we, what are we talking about in terms of league salaries for, let's say for some of the star players and then just average salaries? So we have not gotten salary information um, in like this, definitely this season. And if not the last season and a half, um, but team, salary caps trying to vamp as i pull it up yeah um, team salary caps are uh $150,000 okay um, and you think each team has about 20 to 22 players on it um, obviously that's not spread equally but you know you could say your our highest salary is probably somewhere in the range of 15,000 okay um, and i think on the low end it might be 4 to 5,000 and then, so in addition to that, though, the players are all part of the, um, so they're all part of like the NWHLPA, which isn't a traditional players association. It's not a union. It's not, you know, your NHLPA. Um, it's more just kind of like a collective voice for the players. Mm -hmm. um, but as part of that, the PA negotiated last season a 50% revenue cut of all league-wide deals. Um, so let's say... Um, and then that, then that from there is like percentaged out based on the percent of their salary of the salary cap. Um, so, you know, let's say they sign a deal with, I don't know. Well, let's take actually last season, they signed a historic deal with Twitch for the streaming rights, which is also how you can watch the games. Mm -hmm. um, and that was included, included in that was a media rights fee. So let's say, per, for example, that was, I don't know, like, five hundred thousand um, dollars the players would then receive half of that twenty five thousand um, dollars and then that would then like trickle down to them uh, it may not seem like a lot but it did make a difference um, we had multiple players commenting about how you know there's they've made more playing women's hockey last season than they ever had before mostly in part to this 50 percent revenue share that they have that's awesome yeah, it's really, it's high, I think it's higher than any other professional sports league. Um, and they also get 15% of their jersey, of their named 
items in the team stores. So jerseys and jerseys, 15% goes back into the players' pockets too. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I was going to ask, you know, we all for the Olympics watch a lot of women's hockey because it's just, they're better games than the men's hockey. Uh, What names would we recognize with these teams? So if you're really only watching Olympic hockey, um, none of them, I'm going to be honest. Uh, So part of the history of women's hockey is that two years ago, I got earned before last season. I can't really tell you what, how many years ago that was now. Um, there was a little bit of a split in women's hockey where um, the PWHPA came around um, after the Canadian Women's Hockey League closed. Um, and almost every Olympian plays in the PW, plays for the PWHPA teams. Got it, okay. Um, so on, this, on these rosters, um, you won't find many if any current North American uh, national team players. Um, There are a couple of international national team players, which is pretty cool. Um, We have two from the Czech Republic on the Buffalo Buttes. Um, The Connecticut Whale have an Austrian national team player. Um, And I believe the Riveters might have one from like somewhere in Europe too. But so there's no, if you watch those, you're not going to recognize any of these names per se, um, but they're all incredible players. Um, I think if you're coming from men's hockey, one of the big things you'll notice is that there's no, there's no hitting and allowed in women's hockey. Um, there's obviously body contact, but you know, there's not any of your big blatant hits that you see in the NHL. Um, but in my opinion, it's a much faster, much more skilled game. Um, We've had goalies that have played um, like lower level men's hockey, um, like ECHL and like mm-hmm. some men's hockey in Europe. And they always comment that when they come back to the women's game, it's a more thoughtful game. It's a more, um, it's a more passing game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just like take the puck and shoot it. You know, there's like, I don't want to call it like a chess game almost, but it is more thought out and not like necessarily slower because of that, but it's just a different pace. Um, and I think for me personally, that's one thing that really draws me to women's hockey is that it is much more, I keep wanting to say thought out, but it is, it's just much more methodical. Yeah. Just like an intellectual game. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's talk about the specific teams. So, you know, we're in Philadelphia, not big fans of New York teams, uh, but the Metropolitan Riveters, tell me about them. So good thing is that they're actually based in New Jersey. Oh, Um, I'm based in New Jersey. So if you don't like New York, just adopt the Riveters. Um, They're great. They're, they play out of um, Mount, Mount, Mount Clair, Mount, Mount Clair. Mount Clair? Yeah. State University in Jersey. Um, So that's their new, or would have been their new home rink. Um, They're great. They are a very interesting team in that they have a really good veteran core, but also have brought in some like really fun new players. Um, the ice garden will have a feature tomorrow about, um, they'll have a feature on Friday about, uh, how two additions are basically a, a Hornet and a bulldozer and why that makes them like a really, really fun team to watch. Um, they just play, they have a history of playing as a very, um, 
aggressive, not always the most fast paced team in terms of like skating speed. Uh, they'll kind of last season, especially they regularly would get beat down the ice, which they probably won't love me saying that, but they do. Uh, but they're a very physical and aggressive team. Um, and they're just all around fun to watch. Um, yeah. What are some names we should look out for from the Riveters? Um, so Madison Packer is their captain. She's what we call an OG NWHL player, which means she's been in the league since the beginning. Um, we so love Madison Packer here. We love Ma- Ma- big Madison Packer fans. Um, she's always great. Um, Kelly Babstock is coming back into the league after a few years away. She is aforementioned bulldozer. Mm. Uh, Rebecca Russo is a very cerebral player but also very fast and aforementioned hornet um love it yet somehow i think she's only gotten like two penalty minutes in her entire career over like three seasons it's like really weird oh we love to see that Um, yes she's she's fascinating um their goaltending is probably going to be their weakest spot just because um they had to bring in two new goaltenders after all of theirs um didn't come back last season uh so that'll be a little bit of a tested spot for them, but they're going to be fun. I think they're going to be fast um, and extremely aggressive and maybe spend too much time in the penalty box. Uh, how about the Connecticut whale? Chronic underdogs, like always the poor Connecticut whale. <laughs> um, but their logo is a whale with a hockey stick for a mouth. So you got to love that. Um they probably have the biggest roster overturn um, and probably suffer, well, maybe not the biggest losses from not being able to come to Lake Placid, but they're supposed to have a player named Melissa uh, Samoskevich, who, going back to your national team question, is actually a national team member who is unable to play because of her coaching duties at Penn State. Hmm. Um, they, when I say expect the unexpected, this is what, this is a team that is either going to be no matter what, they're going to be fun to watch, but they're either going to come out and shock everyone and win their first ever Isabel cup, or they might go down in flames. Uh, Not really sure which way. (laughs) High risk, high reward type team. Yeah. But they're really, really fun Um, players to watch on them. Uh, On defense, they have Shannon Doyle, who is another original um, NWHL player blocks a ton of shots. Um, She actually runs a campaign called blocks for books where she fundraises based on how many blocks she makes um, to a certain uh, organization. I can link to that somewhere. Yeah. Yes, we should probably. But um, she's really, really fun to watch. Just a great team leader. She's their captain. Um, New faces like um, Nicole. I'm not even going to try to say her last name, so we're not going to talk about her. Okay. Uh, Kayla Friesen should be really fun. She was one of their draft picks right out of college this season, so she's a rookie. Um, really great college player. So it'll be interesting to see how that translates over to the NCAA, uh, to the NWHL game, where we've heard players say that, you know, suddenly now you're playing with players that are 30, 40. We have a couple of 40 year olds in the league, um, you know, just generally older players who are stronger and faster and have a little bit more time developed. And that's um, a little bit of a curve for them. So seeing how she adjusts to that, especially since you have to so quickly, is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and their goaltenders should be really good. Um, their starting goaltender should be Brooke Waleshko, um, affectionately known as uh, Brick World Brooke. 
she's incredible. She basically kept the whale in so many games last season when they were really struggling um, as a rookie. So for her sophomore season, she'll be great to watch. So now I'm going to move to the Boston pride. Uh, the Boston teams, again, not popular in Philadelphia, <laughs> but you are from That's Boston. Okay. <laughs> I am. Um, so everyone who loves to hate the pride or they love to love them. I guess they are probably the most powerhouse team coming in. Uh, definitely the favorites to win um, the Isabel Cup. They only lost one game all season and had very, very little roster turnover. Um, really what they lost, what they, really their new players just replaced some of their depth players that didn't see a ton of ice time last season. Um, so, you know, they're bringing back like almost all of their goal scorers. They lost a pretty big piece on defense um, because she became a lawyer. So I guess that's really time consuming, someone said. Allegedly. Um, supposedly, whatever. <laughs> uh, and they're also bringing back the best goaltending tandem, I think, we've ever seen in women's hockey, um, especially in the NWHL. So I think they're going to be the team to beat and the team to watch um, if you like to win always. But they do also like to take a lot of penalties. Uh, so it's really like kind of one of those win-lose things. So yeah, um, yeah. The Boston team. Yeah, it's pretty standard, I think. <laughs> uh, but they're going to be fun. They're really fast. Um, that was one of their defining characteristics for me last season was just how much they could outskate other teams up and down the ice, play closer to a full 60 than most of the other teams could. Um, and that's really how they won most of their games last year was just out, either outskating the teams early or outlasting the teams late and being able to capitalize. Um, players to watch. I'm just going to tell you about all the captains. Jillian yeah. Dempsey is their captain. She's also an OG NWHL player. A uh, little fun fact about her. She's also like an elementary school teacher and will be teaching her classes from her hotel room in Lake Placid. Wow. So that's really fun. Um, she is just the consummate team leader on and off the ice. And one of those players that has just gotten better every single year in the league as well. Um, she won the all-star accuracy competition. So she's got like a wicked fast shot, uh, really, really fun player to watch. Uh, Kaylee Fratkin, also an original uh, NWHL player. She's on defense, uh, super hard slap shot, also just kind of a wrecking ball on the ice. Uh, look for her in the penalty box more than anyone else on this team. <laughs> um, their goaltenders are both incredible. They, you know, coming into such a short season and such a condensed one, goaltending is going to be really big and I think the pride have an advantage and that they have two really strong well-tested goaltenders um the Minnesota Whitecaps so they're kind of new to the league correct yeah so last season this will be their third season in the league but they've actually been around since 2004 um when Jack Brote and someone else another player's dad uh, founded the team so that way the, his, their girls had somewhere to play after college. Um, and they kind of bounced around as like an independent team for a while until they joined the NWHL uh, two off seasons ago, three off seasons ago. I don't know That's what time so it is. Cool. Um, yeah, but they're really, really fun. Um, they are a much older team. Um, we've got at least two players that are over the age of 40 and like legitimately team moms like when i say oh the team moms like i like they have children mm -hmm. um 
the joke is that like some of the like there's people that they could be like the mom of on the team yeah like, that's the age range on this team but um because of that I think there's more question marks with them just because of how much older their team tends to be but they do have also that then like experience factor and that veteran factor um they have Allie Thunstrom, who is a former Olympic speed skater and probably one of the fastest skaters I've ever seen, bar none. Um, she's really fun to watch. She's also, they call her a pride killer because she almost always scores like the game winning goal or the game tying goal against the pride. Um, she's super fun, especially because she's, like I said, like ridiculously fast. Yeah. Uh, their defense is going to be a really, really big question mark, um, especially because today we learned that their former all-star um, or last season's all-star defender isn't going to be joining them, Amanda Boulier. Um, it's just their defense has always kind of been a question mark, but they're really, really fast offense and stellar goaltender and Amanda Levier uh, have bailed them out time and time again. So, yeah, I don't know. They're going to be uh, – they're just, just pencil them in as a question mark. Um, but they also have the best mascot in the league. His name is Cappy. Uh, a player's dad built him last season, like out of, in their garage. Built him? That's wild. He's he's an anamorphic puck based off of the Whitecaps original logo from 2004. Oh, wow. Their old logo was a puck surfing on a Whitecap in a lake. So they just made him somehow okay i'm into uh, it yeah he's he's really funny uh and they also have the best jerseys in the league their home whites have lakes along the bottom like wrapping That's around cool. the bottom so they're really cool they're gonna be very very interesting to watch now my my favorite team name the buffalo buttes yes the poor buffalo buttes oh, they okay. <laughs> They have suffered by far the biggest losses in terms of players we thought were going to make it to Lake Placid and now have not. Um, their captain, Taylor Kersey, uh, graduated from the police academy in Canada in the fall and found out within the last week or so that she would not be able to take two weeks off to travel. Um, that's a huge, huge loss for them. She's one of their biggest offensive producers, one of the few veterans left on this team who have been there for more than one season, um, and really just the heart and soul of the team. Um, also, the Sally Queen, look her up. She's got the world's best goal celebrations, um, bar none. But And then they also lost um, defender Lisa Chesson, we found out today, would not be able to travel with the team either. She, for undisclosed reasons, um, she played in the league previously, took a year off because she lives in Columbus, Ohio full-time, um, would have been huge on their power play, but is not there. Um, but in terms of, so they're... We, they lost a lot in the mm. last week, which is not not a, not an ideal time to lose most of your players. No. Um, but on the plus side, they did gain Jordan Duran, who has bounced around the league a little bit. Um, she played for the Buttes for two seasons, but suffered like some serious injuries during those. Um, one time she broke her back during a game, you know, normal things that you do in hockey. And then she's still playing today. So that's incredible. That is incredible. Um, she 
their their the Butte's general manager uh, called Jordan. Um, what did you call her? Oh, uh, he called Jordan their uh, secret weapon, um, and I think that's such a true thing. You know, we've never really seen seen Jaron have a full season. Uh, she played part time for the Pride last season, mm-hmm. um, flying back and forth from Syracuse to Boston for games and practices. Wow. Um, so I think this will be a really really great shot to see what she can do, and I think she's gonna surprise a lot of people and just be the spark plug that they need. Um, Brooke Stacy, who played last season, was a rookie, was probably on track to be like up there for rookie of the year conversation. Um, but she ended up having to end her season early because um, she was expecting a child. Um, she had a baby boy in December, I think December, maybe not December, no, October. She had a child recently. at some point yeah. recently enough to where when everyone, when she re-signed, everybody was like, whoa. So that'll be a really big storyline is her coming back and being able to get in game shape uh, to perform at this level. Um, That's she's nuts. also, I, right? I'm like, I don't know. I can like walk down the street. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had a baby and getting up to game shape in three months. Like, nope, <laughs> that happened. I know. Um, but so she's going to be like a huge um, offensive. They're going to need to lean on her a lot for offense, I think. Um. They have two of the uh, non-American players um, who are incredibly fun to watch. Um, Iveta Kilmasova on, as a forward and Lenka, Lenka Kermova is a defender. Um, they're both from the Czech Republic. They came over together. They're so much fun to watch. Um, huge shots, very thoughtful players, uh, very just strong players with the puck. Um, I love watching them play, especially Lenko when she winds up at the point, like, watch out. Just I would just move. Like, I don't know how I get plays <laughs> hockey, but when she winds up, I would just be like, see ya. Like, I'm out. Um, and then it's really fun to compare her to with um, MJ Pelletier, who's another one of their defenders who stands at, like, 5'2", maybe, on a good day, in skates. Um, but she's, they call her the Mighty Mouse because that's what she is. She's fast. She's strong with the puck, despite being, like, teensy little girl um but she's just really fun to watch and they're gonna be an interesting one you know how we even say we always say oh the poor whale well this season we might be saying oh the poor buttes um but they have fun that's good (laughs) that's important just go out there and have fun they always look like they're having fun and they also the buttes blue um is like a kind of a baby blue color but not quite um, is personally my favorite color jerseys in the league, and everyone loves their Buttes blue. And then there are ways they have head-to-toe black black outfits, black kits. I don't know what to call them. Yeah. Black jerseys, black pants, black socks. That's cool. It's real cool. And then last but not least, the newest team in the league, the Toronto Six. Oh, the Toronto Six. So they – because of the COVID restrictions, we found out they've not been, they've only practiced together as a full team like two or three times. Oh boy. Which is wild going into such a short tournament. Uh, they also have the smallest listed defenders, like, or the least number of listed defenders um, at like five or six. Oh. Um, I do believe that some of their forwards have been playing, practicing at defense too. So we'll probably see a little bit more of back and forth. Um, what do they call it? Line switching? Line swinging? Line shifting i don't know what to call it we'll probably see players playing both ways yeah um 
positionless yeah. hockey. Yeah, it's just going to be like roving, like zone area hockey. Mm. Um, but they, on paper, they seem to be really great. But, you know, they don't have a ton of practice time together. They, most of their players haven't even played together before this season just because wow. they are a new expansion team. Um, and so it's going to be a big question mark, I think, too. I think I keep saying question mark, but like really, I think that's the big thing to take away is that we don't know what's going to happen this season because we've never had a season like this. You know, you can look at how the NHL did their playoffs last season and say like, oh, we never knew how that was going to go. But like, we kind of did because like the NHL is used to playing those compressed seasons, yeah. uh, the compressed like playoff times. Where in the NHL, we're used to like two games a weekend per team and then like mm. everyone goes home and, you know, you have rest time. And like maybe the Sunday games are a little like slower, but we've never had something like this packed in. Um, and really like women's hockey has never had something that's packed in except for at the national level, because in college you play two games a weekend yep. and then you go to class all week, you know, and, and it's the same thing here. Um, but in terms of the six and exactly, um, another big thing for them is going to be their goaltending. They have two goaltenders who have been well-tested in professional women's hockey, um, either in the CWHL or overseas in Sweden. Um, so really, I think the only spot where people aren't like, hmm, what's the six going to do is in goaltending. The bigger question there is, hmm, who are the six going to start? Mm -hmm. And who are they going to play in those big games? Um, but they are going to be a fascinating team to watch, how that all comes together. Now, how can we watch? You mentioned Twitch? Yeah. So um, if you're based in the United States, all... Okay, so let me back up there. So there's 24 games. Um the regular season and the first set of the playoffs will be on Twitch. Um, I believe it's just like backslash NWHL. There are two NWHL channels on Twitch, um, but they will all, I'm pretty sure, be on their main channel. Um, they have two because, you know, in regular times when we have to show two games at a time, we yep. have a second channel. So there's two channels. Um, so all of the games will be there except for the two semifinal games and the Isabel Cup final. If you're in the United States, those games will be on NBCSN. Um, like on your actual TV, which is like huge for women's hockey. So this cool. is the first time. It's the first time a major network has carried women's professional hockey in the in the United States ever. Um, wow, which is going to be massive. Yeah, um, you know it's the semifinals, uh, so you'll see four of the teams there, and then the finals. Obviously, you only see two of the teams you saw the night before, but that's how hockey works. Yep. Um, but it's still going to be huge. Um, Twitch is super fun because, you know, it's got a huge social uh, social aspect to it, too, with the chat. Uh, so you don't need an account. You don't have to pay to watch, which is really nice as well. But if you're interested in monetarily supporting the league, you know, we can't buy tickets this year, et cetera, et cetera. You can subscribe to the league um, on Twitch. Uh, that also is part of the money that will go to the players. Um, and you get access to custom emotes and there's no ads during the games and um you know, you can interact in the chat easier. And, you know, I feel like I keep saying like support the players, support the league, but like that's something that I think is so important for women's sports and women's hockey, especially is that like, don't just watch if you can also throw some money behind it. Like, especially when the money goes directly back to the players. 50% goes right yeah. to the players. That's incredible. Like you can get like angry and annoyed and upset about how like women's hockey players don't make living wages. Well, like you can have a direct impact that in that by, you know, 
purchasing a t-shirt or a jersey or a jersey, um, you know, subscribing to the league on Twitch, um, gifting subscriptions to the league on Twitch is also something really big. You'll see that in the chat a lot, especially early in the season is mm. people just gifting subs to people. Um, cause it's a really fun and inviting and inclusive community over there. And, you know, even if you don't have any clue what's going on, ask in the chat, people will always answer. Uh, people from the ice garden will answer on the ice gardens account. You know, we try to provide links when we don't get blocked by Twitter's chat bot. Um, but it's, that's something that's huge too. Yeah. And we will be having the ice garden take over the SB nation NHL Twitter account, as well as their own Twitter account. Um, and check out the icegarden.com because wow, they're incredible. You Thank are you. incredible, Michelle, you and your staff. What else is there that we should know about the season, about the Isabel Cup, about the bubble? Other than um, everything. What else to know? What else? Who won know? who won the Isabel Cup last year? Well, we didn't have an Isabel Cup last year because we have this thing called COVID. That's right, the Rona. So we played almost every we I say we. The league played all but one game. Um, they were like, like legitimately, the game was can't the Isabel Cup final was supposed to be between the Minnesota Whitecaps and the Boston Pride. It was canceled like less than like 36 hours before the game was supposed to happen. Oh um, no! They basically canceled it with just enough time to stop Minnesota from getting on their flight here. Oh my gosh! But so we, I mean, so. That's also a huge thing, a huge um, storyline out of this is that, you know, the Whitecaps and the Pride are kind of, you know, out to get each other. Um, and it's really fun because they have um, the second game on the first day. So the first weekend, we're going to have three triple headers. Uh, so if you want to watch hockey from 1 p.m. until 1 p.m. Eastern until your eyes bleed, like just turn on Twitch and leave it running in the background. Um, I do want that, the, actually. Yes. Yeah, it's really great. Um, no one's gonna die or anything watching it it's fine yeah um, that's my favorite part pride. about like the olympics is that no matter what yes. time of day it's on so it's great that we're gonna have that for two weeks yeah it's gonna be incredible i think um and it's such a it's such a thing that women hockey at this level at, prof at the professional level has never really seen before um but yeah the pride and the white caps they're gonna be a big matchup on the first day um we also have the Toronto Six, the, their first game. They have the first game on the first day, kicking off the season real early, uh, right away. Um, let's see, other things. Um, I mean, I could talk to you about the structure of the league because it is very different, or it used to be different than men's hockey, but that's also really boring. Um, <laughs> Only if you want to. I mean, I think the big thing to remember is just that, like, I don't even know what I was going to say. Okay. That was that was a good sentence, Michelle. Sometimes I start my sentences and I just try to figure out where they're going. Just pull <laughs> Michael Scott. Um, let me pull let me pull through our preview really fast. What else to know? There's... Who, do you, who do you think is gonna win? Ooh, I hate making predictions. Oh, oh me too. I hate making predictions. Uh, mostly because I hate being wrong. Um, <laughs> who I think is gonna win? Um, my gut. My gut says the Pride are just too strong of a team and have, are bringing back too much of their veteran core compared to everybody else. Um, that that's going to be a huge aspect of it because they're not going to have to take the time to regel um, or to learn each other's play style in a game. You know, they just know it. Um, and actually, a lot of their rookies all played together in college too. Uh, they brought in like an entire line of players from college at one, um, 
who I can't remember who they are, but it's in our rookies the to watch thing, piece. The whole line. They, they just signed them all. They're like, here, come with us. That's great. Um, so that's going to be huge. My gut says that. My heart says the Connecticut Whale. They're the only team to not win the Isabel Cup in the entire league. Um, oh, that's kind of a fun fact. If you want a fun fact, four Isabel Cup winners, four different teams. Um, the Boston Pride won the first one. Uh, the Buffalo Utes won the second one. The Metropolitan Riveters won the third. And the Minnesota Whitecaps won the fourth one, which was their first season in the league. Um, so this year, we will either see a brand new team win it in the Whale or the Six, or we will have our first ever second time Isabel Cup champions. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, last season was the first time the Buffalo Buttes had not played in the finals. Yes, the Buffalo Buttes were in the finals four straight years and only won it once. And they won it when they were the four seed. Oh, well, so, that's good. I'm know, throwing... That's, Go ahead. that's what I mean when, like, anything can happen. Because yeah. we play, like, such short seasons and, like, our uh, the playoff seasons are always just one and out. Anything can happen. The fourth seed can come out of nowhere, have a goaltender that stands on their head like Brian McLaughlin did in the season two Isabel Cup final. Look it up. She's made 60 saves on, uh, like, multiple Olympians at the time. She also, I should say this, Brian McLaughlin was also an Olympian, so it wasn't that out of the range, but... 60 saves in a game to carry her team to the Isabel Cup final, uh, Isabel Cup win. Um, but yeah, anything can happen. And that's, and I think more so in the NWHL than the NHL. And that's what keeps it fun. Yeah. I'm throwing my support behind the Riveters because I love Madison Packer. The great one. But that should give everybody else pause because <laughs> nothing I love ever wins. <laughs> well, we do have a really, really handy dandy flow chart. Um, if you know you can't figure out who to support there's a great flow chart on the ice garden um it also links to uh all of our staff talking about our favorite jerseys if you are like me and sometimes just pick your favorite team based on what your favorite jersey is like go for it that's what i love to do march madness who is the coolest mascot what colors are the prettiest that's how i pick it um you know there's so many fun things and it's just gonna be fun we just have fun we also like to win I like that. Where can people find you? Me? Mm -hmm. So me personally, you can find me on Twitter at at Michelle underscore J-A-Y. It's Michelle with two L's, the correct way to spell it. Um, Same handle on Instagram. Um, I will physically be in Lake Placid. So who knows how many tweets I'll actually be sending. Um, But I maybe I'll share some like what it's like to live in a bubble for two weeks and have all your food delivered to your door and not be able to leave your room except for to go to the hockey rink type of situations um i'm personally really interested in hearing how that goes oh i am too i mean i think the the good part is that like i've been in isolation for two weeks to prepare to go yeah um, today was the first time i got in my car and it was to go get a covid test uh since last saturday wow. so or two saturdays ago um so i think i'm ready to see new people besides the person my husband but also, it's great because I've been like confined to this little area for so long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's just going to be fun. Fun. And we can find all of your work on the Ice Garden. Yes. Which is theicegarden.com. And the Twitter handle is. It's just at, at the Ice Garden. The Ice Garden. I wasn't yeah. sure if there was an underscore and I'm scrolling <laughs> to go and find it. I actually had to make sure too. But no, we, yeah, it's just. Just it's at the Ice Garden. Yeah. 
Um, you can find us on Twitch at the same one if you ever have a feeling to watch me play Fortnite for two hours. Um, you know, that was a thing we did with a couple of the NWHL players this offseason is we literally played against uh, some of the players in a um, queer esports gaming thing we did. We like had a team, it was me and two of our writers played pretty terrible Fortnite against some pretty really great players. Uh, our first game, we turned around the corner, rushed at a team, and it turns out it was the NWHL players, and they murdered us right away. Right away? Instant, like, instant death. Like, I was like, let's go fight those people, not realizing we were going to die. Right. And, like, for everybody listening, this is like you're just hanging out and playing Fortnite against Travis Konechny, Nolan Patrick, and Joel Farabee. Like, this is what the Ice Garden does. This is what Michelle does. Yeah. That's, that's the type really of access that we have here. And that's the other really cool thing about the NWHL is like, that's just like normal for some of the players. Uh, you know, there's not, sure there is that like wall of professionalism, but they are super active on Twitter. They're super active on Instagram. Um, you know, they're huge into social media and interacting with their fans. Um, so especially some of like the younger players who kind of like get it more. Um, they're great and it's fun and they always provide behind the scenes even today so today a couple of the teams started getting to like placid um, and you know we saw what the bus ride was like apparently there's snow up there and there's players like throwing snowballs at each other um, and you know we're seeing like the kind of swag bags they're getting and you know it's a lot of that behind the scenes access that the NHL might not let them do um, and it's a lot of that personality that you know the NHL doesn't let them do Multiple of them have TikTok accounts. If you really want to watch them, like do the latest TikTok dance. Um, the Boston Pride's TikTok game is unparalleled. Uh, they have some really, really funny ones. Maybe don't watch it if you get worried about putting skate blades on concrete, because uh, they do do that sometimes and people freak out. They are old skates. Like they're not their game used skates. <laughs> um, but they, like, that's another super fun thing about the league. It's just the players are, they're there. They have a personality. Um, which is so refreshing and so great to see compared to, you know, that guy that yelled at that person, media dude, and then got in trouble for it. Oh, you know Jake the guy? Yeah. yeah, that thing. Yeah, Jake Voracek. Um, I mean, like, you won, you won't see us yelling, like, the players yelling at us, hopefully, not in public. Right. Um, but, you know, like, we're, the players are allowed to have a personality, and then they're encouraged to. Um, Every team makes, uh, or almost every team has made custom gifts, react gifts for fans to use, um, you know, that showcase the player's personality is really, really, really well. So I think if you just like hockey and like having fun with hockey, but also like competition, because like, I don't want to downplay how competitive these games are going to be, then the NWHL is for you. It's for everybody. More than men's hockey. Definitely more than men's hockey. Well, I'm pumped. I'm so excited. I was already excited to watch, but now I'm like, well, let's have the bubble start right now. I know. Well, I'm not ready for it to start right now, so hopefully not. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> but 1 p.m. Saturday, I'll be ready. Perfect. Michelle, thank you so much. Again, you can find her and her work on the Ice Garden and at Michelle underscore J-A-Y on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you again. Really appreciate it. Thank you.